Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to the Preston Shuttlesworth Audio Podcast, a place where we believe you can be equipped to conquer any obstacle in life through the power of God's Word. We have a mission and believe that whatever problem you might be facing, God has a word that can lift you out of your trouble. Now, here's your host, Preston Shuttlesworth. What's up, and welcome back to the podcast. Glad you're back with me. It's been an awesome past week or so for me. I was in West Virginia preaching for my Uncle Tim at Calvary Temple, held two services there. And then this past weekend, uh, if you're listening to this as it's coming out, as I'm releasing it, um, I felt led of the Lord to go to Florida, to Tampa, Florida, where Dr. Rodney Howard Brown holds his Ministers and Leaders Conference uh, twice a year. And so I was there. I felt led to go. And uh, that was an awesome weekend. And I'm so glad I went and received and was able to sit under uh, that anointing and receive from what was in that service. And I feel ready and recharged and ready to go for today's episode on the podcast, which is going to be a good one. I hope anyway. I hope it's not too bad. But we're continuing our series on breaking these mentalities that I'm later going to develop into a book. Um, And so today, I want to deal with complacency. Complacency. So breaking the mentality of complacency. Before we open up the Bible and go to our first point on this topic and episode, I want to start by saying that this is something that more than anything else can choke out your purpose. Because many people, when they're, continu- when they're starting out pursuing the Lord and beginning to follow His leading, they get to a place of comfortability, they get to a place where they've made some progress or they've won some battles, and then they coast for the rest of their life. And they think that you can hit this place where once you get there, now you can kind of uh, chill out and take a back seat and let things play out. But as soon as you get to that place where you don't go after things with the same vigor, where you don't have the same zeal for your calling, then that's when the enemy steps in and chokes out your destiny because God always has increase. God, you know, if you get anything from this episode, get this from the very beginning. God always has a plan of increase. God always has something better. God always has a next level to what he wants to do in your life. And so understand from today's episode that you'll never get to a place where you've made it. Even if there's someone that's 93 years old listening today, I still believe that if you're still on the earth, if you're still breathing, there's something more that God has for you. And I know that predominantly most people that listen to this are between the ages of, you know, 13 and 30. I know it's more of a younger demographic that listens to these episodes. But this applies to all people because you'll begin to see it and I've begun to see it that there's people that have great anointings on their life. They're great preachers. They're great worship leaders. They're great leaders in the church and they have many gifts and abilities that are unique to them and valuable in the kingdom of God. But they get to a place where they stop pushing like they used to push. They stop pressing in and doing the things that they used to. And it's something that is sad 
but happens a lot to people between the age groups that I mentioned, 13 to 30. And I hope you're not 13 and you've and you've uh, given up on life. I really hope that's not your story today if you are 13 and listening. But for instance, when you're graduating high school and you're praying about where God wants to send you for Bible college if you feel called to do the ministry, you can testify if you're in Bible college or you've graduated and now you're beginning in your ministry how much growth and expansion that God gave you when you obeyed his leading and that voice and that calling to attend Bible school for training in the ministry. You, you can see clearly, and I'm, I'm sure even your own family members, people around you can see the difference that took place in your life when you decided to take that step of faith and launch into your purpose by leaving your home state, leaving your family, leaving everything you knew to pursue your calling by going to Bible college. And so one thing that I've noticed, and I'm sure if you've had that experience, you also have noticed it, is that when you make the decision that I'm going to grow and I'm going to get into an atmosphere that will help me grow, that your growth becomes like multiplied like crazy. That The way you grow from 18 to 25 is very, very important. And so I wanted to take a whole episode and deal with this from the Bible of how to break this if it's something that you deal with or if it's something that maybe you don't deal with yet, but you want to make sure that you safeguard your life from apathy and complacency and really just a jaded mind that doesn't really care anymore. And I know many of you that listen to this don't feel that way because you are young and and you do have a lot of zeal for the Lord and you want to get going. But I think this will help you in the long run. And if there's people listening today that feel stuck, that feel like they haven't grown, that feel like their vision for their life and their ministry and their destiny has shrunken recently, I want to pray that in the name of Jesus, by the power of the word of God, that that would be broken today by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the power of God's word. And so if you have a Bible... I want to begin in the book of Ecclesiastes in the 11th chapter, and I just want to read one verse for our first point today on the episode, Breaking the Mentality of Complacency. Ecclesiastes 11.4 says this, I'm reading from the ESV, He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. I actually want to read that in the New Living Translation because I like that a lot more. So let me pull that up real fast. Ecclesiastes 11.4 in the New Living says it better. It says it like this. Farmers who who wait for perfect weather will never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. That's powerful. I'm going to read that one more time. Ecclesiastes 11.4 in the New Living Translation. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. And so the first point for today's episode is don't wait when you've received the word. As soon as you get a word from God, as soon as the Holy Spirit witnesses something to you and confirms it in your, in your spirit, don't wait 15 years to walk out 
on that calling and take the steps of faith to see that thing come to pass. You know, there are people that you'll meet in church and they'll tell you, you know, 22 years ago, I felt the Lord speak to me that I was going to be in full-time ministry and I was going to preach the gospel all over the world. And so that happened 22 years ago and now I'm just waiting for that word to come to pass. Listen, that person, I'm sure God can still do something with their life, but that's past because if you wait 22 years after the Holy Spirit has already witnessed to you to do something and you haven't gone to Bible college, you haven't gone to, I don't know, conferences or, or revival meetings and sat under someone to receive impartation and had a hunger for the word and began to, I mean, nowadays it's so easy to preach. If you want to preach, you can go on your phone and within a press of three buttons, you can be live to all your followers and share something that's on your heart. So now more than ever, it's easier to pursue the calling that's on your life. You don't even need a pastor or someone to invite you to their church. All you need is a cell phone and you can preach to people. So what I'm trying to get across to you is this. Don't wait when you receive the word. The Bible said right there when we read it that farmers that wait for perfect conditions or perfect weather, they never plant anything because there will never be a time when it is perfect. You know, people are saying, you know, I know God spoke to me to do A, B, or C, but I'm waiting for this to be there. I'm waiting for this to come into alignment. I'm waiting for my family to get to this place. I'm waiting for my grandma to send me money in the mail so I can go to, and do this thing or, you know, whatever it is. People just wait and they wait and they wait even after they've received the word from God to do it. And I'm not saying, you know, to make an Abram mistake and, uh, you know, when you, re when you receive the word from God that you're going to have a son and then you make the mistake of trying to do it in your flesh like Abram, Abraham did in the Bible with Hagar and then that mistake of Ishmael and all of those things. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, once you've received the word from God, get moving. Get the, get the show on the road. If you feel called to preach, guess what? You need to start fasting and praying about what specific Bible college the Lord wants to send you to. And then, when you feel that confirmation, put in your application immediately. Get whatever you got to get going. Ask, you know, tell your parents that's what you're doing. Don't take no for an answer and get moving on the call of God that's on your life. Don't be like some of these people that are in church buildings that wait 22 years before they ever walk out and accomplish what God has for them. And most of them never accomplish anything that God had for them because in the beginning stages, they got into this mentality of complacency and not really caring and being apathetic, not really, not really caring one way or the other, just being kind of on the fence or in the middle. Don't be like one of those people, but by the word of God, break that mentality of complacency and then get going, hit the ground running and accomplish everything that God has for you. Understand something that delayed obedience is disobedience. I'll say that again. If you take notes for these episodes, delayed obedience is disobedience because there's always a window of time around every single word that God gives you. God's not going to speak to you to go to Bible college and then when you're 12 and then you wait 80 years and when you're 92, the same things are going to happen if you would have went when you were 18. No, there's a certain window of time 
that that word of God is intended to operate. There's always a season on a word of God. I mean, I understand the word of God is eternal. And I'm not, talk, I'm not talking about the Bible. I'm talking about specific words for your life. If the Lord called you to plant a church somewhere and you wait on it, and then you wait 15 years, maybe the time in the season that that city really needed your ministry or that church to be planted has passed now. Maybe God moved on to somebody else that was obedient to be quick about that and planted a church that you should have planted. And because you waited all those years for everything to be perfect and everything to be in place, God moved on and gave that thing to somebody else, and now they moved in and received that thing that was intended for you. I heard the story of this old preacher that felt a calling during, I believe, the late 1960s to go to Vietnam and start preaching revival meetings. And he said within himself, you know, I'm going to go in the next little while here. I'm just going to wait until we can afford the plane tickets. I'm going to wait until uh, the timing seems right. And then I'm going to go to Vietnam and begin to preach. And he tells the story that he waited about 10 years. And then what happened was during the time that he was waiting to go to Vietnam, the Vietnam War broke out and that country was in disarray and chaos and on fire and it was bad news. And so he waited all that time until the war in Vietnam was over. And then he finally got the plane ticket and went over. And when he got there, there was a group of people that immediately recognized him when he landed and got off the airplane. And they came up to him and, he, and they said, the person that was speaking for them, though I think it was a woman said to him, where have you been? Where have you been? We prayed for the Lord to send revival to our country. And when we prayed, we saw your face in a dream. And the Lord told us that he was sending you to us to have revival. We bought a church building and we had everything ready to go. We had all the sound equipment, everything ready to go for you to have revival here. And you never came. And because of that, because he waited, that war took place and destroyed everything that they had ready for that preacher to come and use to hold revival in Vietnam. And sadly, the message that that man preached for the rest of his life was, don't fail God like I did. And that was the message he had to preach for the rest of his life because he missed the timing of God's instruction to hold revival in the nation of Vietnam. I tell that story because there are many people that have stories like that and they don't even know it. There are many people that would have met their spouse if they went to the place that God told them to go. There are many people that would have a church if they launched out and did what God called them to do. There are many people that would have a successful business in some area of finance or whatever if they just obeyed the leading of the voice of God and did what he told them to do. So understand, again, delayed obedience is disobedience. Because think of that preacher that eventually, 10 years after God spoke, him, spoke to him to go to Vietnam, he went. So you'd say, oh, he obeyed. But no, because it was a delayed obedience, and so it was disobedient. Because he missed the window of time that God wanted him to be in that country. And he even testifies and believes that if he went during the time immediately when God spoke him to go there, there probably wouldn't have even been the Vietnam War. 
that country probably would have been saved from all of that destruction and all of that death and all of that chaos if he obeyed that word from God in the timing that God wanted him to obey it. So learn from that mistake. Don't fail God like that man of God preached at the end of his life because delayed obedience is disobedience. And one thing that I've noticed when I talk to older ministers and older people in life is that there's always a few key moments in your life. There are always a few moments in your life where you come to a crossroads and you have to make a decision. And when you make that decision, it's like a fork in the road that decides how the next 10, 15 years of your life will go. Most people go through one of those crossroads when they graduate high school and they decide what college they're going to go to, if they're going to go to college at all, what career they want to pursue. And when they make that decision to go wherever they want to go, many of them will meet their spouse at that place. Many of them will marry the wrong person because they went to the wrong place. And so that might be the first crossroads of a person's life. And then when they're 30, 35, maybe there's a crossroads about moving to a different state or starting a business or planning a church or whatever it is. And they have to make the decision, do I stay where I am? where I'm comfortable, where things are good, and I just want to maintain what God's given me? Or do I make the faith decision, which is the decision you should make every time, because faith is the only thing that pleases God. And so the sad thing that happens is there are people that think they're making the right decision by maintaining what God has for them. But just like in the parable of the master and the servants and the talents, God will take away from the servant that hides his talent in the ground because he was afraid to lose it. And he'll give it to the servant that multiplied the most and multiplied what was given to him by the master. And so one thing we can understand from the nature of God is, is that he always has the intention to increase your life. He always has the intention to take you to a higher level of living and in your destiny and your calling. So don't be like that servant in the parable about the master and the talents that because he was afraid to lose the little that he had, he hid it in the ground. And because of that, the master said that it was a wicked decision that he made and what he had that was little was taken away and given to the one that multiplied the most. That is biblical stewardship. Biblical stewardship is not maintaining. Biblical stewardship is multiplying. If you take notes for these episodes, write that down. Biblical stewardship is not maintaining. It's multiplying. Biblical stewardship is not maintaining. It's multiplying. And so I encourage you in this first point, in this episode, Breaking the Mentality of Complacency, don't wait when you've received the word from God. And then we used Ecclesiastes 11.4 to confirm that. That farmers that wait for the perfect weather and the perfect conditions will never plant. And those that wait for all the things to be perfect will never reap. Don't allow that to be your story in Jesus' name. So that's point number one. Point number two, get where the action is. And I'll explain what I mean by that in Genesis 12.1. I want to read to you from, the, from Genesis chapter 12 because I want to show you a lesson from the life of Abram at this point in time in the Bible. I believe, unless I'm totally wrong, I could be wrong. But I believe in Genesis 12, he's still Abram. Yeah, he is. The call of Abram. 
get where the action is. Before I read Genesis 12, I want to explain this a little bit. What I mean by that is, if you're in an atmosphere that's dead and cold and nothing's growing, nothing's being built, there's no innovation, there's no expansion, there's not anything moving, then whether you like it or not, whether you're on fire or not, that kind of complacent mentality and atmosphere will begin to rub off on you. And so, you know, do things like I did this weekend. Well, I wasn't preaching in Florida, but I felt in my spirit that I needed to be in that conference because I wanted to be around an atmosphere that was growing. I mean, get where the action is, get where things are moving and you'll become a mover. If you're constantly in an atmosphere of people that are sitting and waiting and just content to have what they have and maintain what they've already built, then whether you like it or not, whether you're that way or not right now, that kind of mentality will begin to rub off on you. And so we're going to learn a lesson right now from the life of Abram of how you can break that off your life. Genesis 12:1 in the ESV says this, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you. And make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those that bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So here's the key part. Abram went as the Lord had told him. Hallelujah. And so that there in the Bible, Genesis 12, 1 to five, to four, excuse me, is what the Bible calls the call of Abram, where God gave a word to Abram and he told him to get away from his father's house, get away from what was familiar to him, get away from his family, get away from his home, home country, because God was going to show him a place and give him a country that he did not know of, that he was going to show him. And so many times people receive words like that. And because of fear, because of a fear of failure, or maybe they they feel like it's too risky to make that kind of move, and they don't move, then they think they're going to maintain what they have, but really what happens is even what they have crumbles and falls away. But I like what Abram did. The Bible says that Abram went as the Lord had told him. Again, that's the same principle that you move when God gives you the word. If you come back from Bible college and God gives you a word to start a podcast or uh, start a Bible club or start a, I don't know, a Facebook group where you pray for your friends or preach to your friends, and then you wait on it, God's not pleased. God wants you to move right away. You might say, well, I don't have the money for equipment. I don't have this. I don't have that. If you obey the Lord and you put out your step of faith, your foot of faith, God will give you everything you need to do what he's told you to do. God is not a crook. God is not a cheapskate. God will pay for what he orders. And so if God has ordered you to do something, he'll pay the way and then some for you to accomplish it fully. I don't believe God will call you into the ministry and then not pave the way and give you the increase that you need to pay off your Bible school debt, to pay off your 
car debt to drive to your meetings. I believe God will open the doors for you to preach if you're called to preach. I believe God, once he gives you a word, he'll open up every door, he'll pay for every expense, and he'll make it easy as you choose to live by faith and pursue what he's called you to do. And so... Get where the action is. Be in an atmosphere that grows you. Refuse to stay in an atmosphere that's complacent and cold and dead and just wants to be where they are and nothing more. One thing that I really liked is I heard T.D. Jake say this one time, a great preacher, that one of the worst mistakes he made in his entire ministry was that he stopped building in the beginning part of his ministry. Because he said that as soon as he stopped building, the builders left. Understand something, and you can learn from that. That people that want to grow want to be in an atmosphere that's growing. The Bible says that where there is a lack of knowledge, people perish. People need vision. People need to see the next step of where we're going and what we're doing. Without that, people shrivel up and die. People's destinies falter and fail because they don't receive vision and because they haven't placed themselves in an atmosphere that's exciting and growing at all times. So, be in an atmosphere that grows you. Surround yourself with people that are building and then refuse to not grow. Refuse to not grow. Don't allow that thing to wear off on you. If you have to move somewhere that is growing, move there. If you have to fly to a conference to feel a little bit encouraged or if there's something that you need that is at a place, get there. And I'm not trying to rag on where you're from or where you are. All I'm saying is that your atmosphere will wear off on you and your atmosphere will decide where you're going. If you need something and you're desiring something, then get to a place that has that thing that you desire and receive from it and you'll thank yourself later for it, I promise you. And so that's number two. The second point. Number one was don't wait when you receive the word to get moving. And number two Get where the action is. And many times, where your next level of purpose is, is location-based. Almost always, the next level of what God wants you to do is dependent upon your location. God wasn't going to bless Abram if he stayed where his father's family was, where everything he knew was. God spoke a word to Abram and said, get out from your father's house. There's a reason that God told Abram to do that. There's a reason that God called many people in the Bible out of a familiar setting to take that into their take them into their next level of increase. If God's called you into the ministry, that's one of the main reasons why you go to Bible college. And most people go to Bible colleges that are in a different state that they grew up in, a state where none of their family lives, where everything is extremely uncomfortable because that's where growth takes place. You're not going to grow in a place where you're comfortable to be exactly as you are and you're not growing. Put yourself in an atmosphere where you have to grow because anything that's not growing is dead. And so I want you to get that in your spirit today. Number one, don't wait once you've received the word. And number two, get where the action is. And now for point number three, I want you to go to Psalm 92. Psalm 92, we're going to find our third point for our episode today, Breaking the Mentality of Complacency. 
Psalm 92, and beginning in verse 12, the Bible says this in the ESV. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord and they flourish in the courts of our God. Verse 14, they still bear fruit in their old age. They are ever full of sap and green to declare that the Lord is upright, that he is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. The righteous flourish like a tree. So what the Bible's saying there is that the righteous grow and they never stop growing. The righteous bear fruit and they never stop bearing fruit. There will never be a time in your life where you can stop growing and you can stop bearing fruit. God's intention is always increase. God's intention is always overflow and more than enough. God always has more. I'm thankful. Understand something today from my life. I'm extremely thankful for where God has taken me from the time that I was 17 till now at 22 years old. It's a miracle what God's done in my life and through my life. I never would have imagined if you were to show me my future five years into the future when I was 17, that I would have my own ministry, that I would be preaching, that I would be invited to preach on the road in different churches and different places. Trust me, I never would have thought in a million years that God would accelerate me and take me to that place within five years. I didn't even speak to my own family at Thanksgiving time. You know, I, I was a very shy to myself kid and I was never very outspoken or um, the life of the party. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't really have the, a charismatic personality, but I knew I was called to preach and I knew that God had put that calling in my life. And so I walked out that calling. I took the step of faith to go to Bible school. And I can look back over my life, even though I haven't lived that much of my life yet. And I can see that every time God blessed me and every time God increased me, it was right after a step of faith to launch out and do what he told me to do. When he told me to go to Bible school, I did that. When he told me that my time at Bible school was finished and to go back home, I did that. When he told me to launch a podcast and begin preaching every week, I did that. When he told me to start taking meetings on the road and preach, I did that. When he told me to uh, build a website, I did that. Anytime that God gave me an instruction to do something and I acted on it with speed, God blessed me and God took me to that next level. And so I want to encourage you with that. Get going on that thing that God has for you. If you pray at all, God will always be speaking something for you to do to increase. People will say, well, I don't know what that next step is. And I understand everybody throughout human history has been in a place like that in their life. But that's one of the main reasons that we fast and we pray. If you need direction about the next stage of your life, what God wants for your life, what God wants your life to be, who God wants you to marry, I encourage you strongly to fast and to pray until you feel the Lord speak to you something and confirm what that thing is in your spirit. And then, like again, I've said it many times on this episode, once you've received that word, 
act on it with aggression and with speed. Don't wait three years. Get going on it as soon as you can. When God told me to start a podcast, I bought the equipment the next day. And within a week, I had everything set up through uh, my third party hosting app and the RSS feed and had... I watched YouTube videos about how to edit a podcast, how to add music, how to add voiceovers, all that stuff. Within one week, I had all of that stuff ready to go. So take that advice. Take that from the word of God. God blesses that. God wants you to do it with speed once you've received the word because it shows God that you're faithful over little and then he'll make you ruler over much. Don't be discouraged with what it looks like in the moment. But just give God what you have, and God's the increaser, God's the blesser, and God's the multiplier. So once you put that thing into God's hands, it cannot return the same way that it is or less than it is, but it must be greater when you put it into the hands of the master. And so I encourage you with that today. God always has more. You're, if you're a righteous person, you shall always bear fruit, and you shall always grow. You shall always bear fruit, and you shall always grow. Understand something today from this episode. Apathy and being apathetic is not a God trait. Being apathetic is not a God trait. God is always on to the next thing. God always has a plan. God always has a word. God is a spirit. God is always moving. The Bible describes the spirit of God like the wind that it's constantly moving, it's constantly blowing, that there's always something stirring. Hallelujah. And so, to please God, I need to be moving. I need to be doing something that will please Him. I need to be launching out by faith with a new project, with a book, with a, a podcast, with whatever it is, and get going on my calling. And maybe you're not called into ministry. But what if there's a business idea that God wants to give you? Maybe he's already given it to you. And he wants to use you to be a financial steward and a blesser of the ministry and build the kingdom of God with wealth before Jesus comes back. Maybe God wants to speak to you about who you're supposed to marry. Maybe the person you're with now isn't supposed to be your husband or your wife. And because you haven't prayed about it and because you just want to rush into something, you're going to make a mistake. But that's why we fast and pray. And that's why we seek the voice of God. And as soon as the word comes, act on the word. If the word is to break up with your boyfriend or girlfriend, then do it. The, the moment that you receive that word, if the word is to Marry the person that you're with, get on it. But don't wait around in an in-between place and waste your life waiting for everything to be perfect or waiting for things to just fall out of the sky. Life doesn't work that way. The Bible teaches that you have to apply these principles that are found within the Bible to your life, and then once you apply them, then they work. It's not a magical thing. It doesn't fall from the sky and into your lap. But you have to apply your faith and use your words, use your actions, and then God will bless your life and increase you all the more. Anything in nature that isn't growing is dead. Apathy is not a God trait, and God always has more. Hallelujah. Let's go to number four, the fourth point for today. I may split this up into two parts and make this a shorter podcast just to make sure that I get everything across the way I want to. 
in these episodes that I'm going to use later on. And so I want to do one more point out of Second Peter, which is have a dissatisfied satisfaction. Have a dissatisfied satisfaction. And so I want to go to First Peter, and I want to read to you, excuse me, Second Peter, in the first chapter. This is one of my favorite portions of Scripture in Second Peter 1, and I'm just going to read a few verses from the portion of Scripture that I love a lot, and I think it's going to help you. And again, before I read, I want to explain a little bit what that means. A dissatisfied satisfaction. It's actually something that my papa, my dad's dad, used to say all the time. And basically what it means is you are satisfied because you're happy with where God has brought you from. But you're dissatisfied because you're expectant and looking for the next thing that God's going to do in your life. And so you have a dissatisfied satisfaction. And I want to find that in the Bible in 2 Peter 1, and I'm going to begin reading in verse 5. The Bible says this, For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful. I'm going to read that again. Verse 8 of Second Peter 1. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing. So notice, once they're yours, it's not just that they stay the same, but they're yours and they're increasing. Very important to notice that. They keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so 2 Peter 1 deals with confirming your calling and your election. And one of the things it deals with is that one once God has given you the qualities that he wants to give you from the Bible, those qualities must always be increasing. And if they are increasing, that's the thing that keeps you from being ineffective and unfruitful. So, again, be thankful for how far God has taken you. I know I'm thankful. I explained it earlier. How I'm thankful for how God brought me through Bible school, that he gave me opportunities to preach Um, in different states and different things like that. I'm thankful that I have this podcast to speak to you right now. I'm thankful that I have a website and different things that I did to grow and to be more effective in my calling. I'm thankful for it. But if I just stay there, that's all I'll ever be. There will be a limit and a cap on my purpose if I just stay where I am and I stop expanding and my vision doesn't increase. But Though these qualities from the Bible have become mine, it's not enough that they're mine. They must be increasing. They must be increasing. It, it's not enough for you to have those qualities that Second Peter 1 mentions. They must be increasing in your life every single day because that's the thing that keeps you from being ineffective or unfruitful. Understand something. The root of disappointment is disbelief in the word of God that's already been given to you. 
And another root of disappointment is you stay where you are and then you wonder why everything is the same. You wonder why you're reaching the same people. You wonder why your viewership isn't growing. You wonder why you're not getting more opportunities to preach. You wonder why the opportunities that you do get are the same every single year. The only way they'll increase is if the inequalities that 2 Peter 1 mentions are increasing. That will keep you from being ineffective and unfruitful. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will always be effective and you will always be fruitful. I pray in the name of Jesus that the qualities that the Bible talks about in 2 Peter 1 shall always be increasing in your life and never staying the same and never decreasing in the name of Jesus. You shall be fruitful in your life and in your ministry all the days of your life. You will never go backward. You will never lose progress. You will never grow complacent and dead and cold, but I pray in the name of Jesus that the fire that burns in your spirit right now will grow and burn hotter and hotter until the day that Jesus Christ comes back for the church. I pray in the name of Jesus that just like Proverbs 4.18 says, the path of the righteous shall shine brighter and brighter until the fullness of day. I pray in the name of Jesus that you shall shine brighter and brighter every single day, that the light of the gospel that lives within your spirit is getting brighter and brighter until the day that Jesus returns. I pray that for you. You will never lack, you will never be without, and you will never decrease in the name of Jesus. I pray that for you today. I want to thank you for listening to this episode. I hope it helped you. Like I mentioned, I'm going to split this episode into two parts, and I'm going to release the second part next week. I might even release it a few days from now because I'm excited about getting these out, and I hope they're helping you. It helps me. You know, one thing I've told myself, and I tell this to other people, is that doing these podcasts consistently make me a better preacher. And so even if there was nobody listening, which I know there are people listening, but even if nobody was listening, it helps me grow in my gift and sharpen my gift. And so... I love doing these. I love talking to you guys. I hope these help you. I hope you take notes while you're listening to them. And I really enjoyed this episode because it's such a key thing to break if you want to grow in your life and in your ministry and do what God's called you to do in the most effective way. And so I want to mention at the end of this that if you feel led to partner with my ministry, you can visit my website, which is just my name, PrestonShuttlesworth.com and through that website there is a giving tab that you can click on and you can provide your information there and you can become either a one-time giver or you can become a monthly partner and help me take the gospel to my generation before Jesus returns and I want to thank you ahead of time if you choose to partner with me or give in any way I thank you very much and I pray God blesses you and increases it back to you more than what you gave in Jesus name. Uh, I'm going to be preaching this month of June in Texas and then New Hampshire and then I'm going back to Texas. And so I have two meetings that are really three because I'm doing a youth rally in Texas and then uh, a youth camp in New Hampshire and then I'm going back to Texas for revival meetings. And so I'm going to update the website for the calendar there. 
It's going to be a great month. It's going to be the best year that you've ever had in Jesus' name. I believe that for you. If you enjoyed this, write me on uh, my social media at Instagram. You can find me there. I love interacting with you guys. I hope this blessed you once again. And until we talk again, I want you to know that I love you. God loves you. And I'm going to talk to you guys very soon. Have a great day.